Welcome to God's Pathway to Life for You. I'm your host, Dave. Today, we're going to be talking about John chapter 20. Up next. Hey, thank you for returning to the podcast. I want to start with my prayer for understanding. Father, please hear my prayer for my listeners. Please bless them with the uh, understanding of your word, that they hear your quiet, still voice hidden in your word, that your word becomes alive to them in a way that they understand. All this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so I appreciate you returning to the podcast. You know, today we're looking at John chapter 20. Last, We're in the last few chapters of the book of John. And this is going to be talking about the, the, the rising of Christ and his appearing. And so let's go ahead and just get right into the John chapter 20. Okay, the first day of the week came, Mary Magdalene, early, when it was yet dark, so real early in the morning, right before the sun rises, she went to the sepulcher, the tomb, to see the stone taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and the other disciples, whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb. We know not where they lay him. Peter therefore went forth and the other disciples, and came to the tomb. So they ran both together. And the other disciple did outrun Peter, and came first to the tomb. And he, stooping down and looking in, saw the linen clothes lying, yet went not in. Then came Simon Peter, following him, went into the sepulcher, the tomb, and saw the the linen clothes lie, and the napkin that was about his head, not lying with the linen clothes, but wrapped together in a place by itself. So there was like, when they would wrap the body, uh, they'd wrap it in this linen shroud, and then they'd place a small napkin over the face. And so that's what that's talking about. And the napkin was found, uh, the face napkin was found wrapped up somewhere else. Then went in also the other disciple, which came first to the sepulcher, and saw and believed. For as yet they had known not the scripture, that he might rise again from the dead. So they didn't know the scripture yet, that he was going to raise from the dead and, and come alive again. They didn't know that. Then the disciples went away again to their own home. But Mary stood outside the sepulchre, weeping, and she wept, and stooping down and looking into the sepulchre, or tomb, saw two angels sitting in white, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had laid, was lain. They said to her, Woman, why weep you? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they lay him. And when she had thus said, she turned herself back, saw Jesus standing, know not that it was Jesus, Okay, so when the Bible's talking about that part, when she turned her back and she saw Jesus, but she didn't recognize him, Jesus said to her, Woman, why weep you? Whom you seek? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, please tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. At that point, she didn't recognize Jesus. And when Jesus is standing there speaking to her, he's in his transfigured body, his his new glorified body. 
He still bears the scars of the crucifixion, even though he's transfigured into his new body. So Jesus said to her, Woman, uh, why weep you whom you seek? She says, If you have taken him away, supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned herself and said to him, Rabbi Nui, which means to say, Master, Jesus said to her, Touch me not, for I have I am not yet ascended to my Father there, but go to my brethren and say to them, I, I ascend to my Father and your Father and to my God and to your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things to her. Then, the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, Sunday, when the doors were shut, where the disciples assembled for fear of the Jews, came Jesus and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be to you. So when they're telling you that the doors are shut, where the disciples are assembled for fear of the Jews, they, they're in this location they have secured the doors in a way of securing them because they're afraid that the Jews are going to come kick the doors down, come gathered together and go out there and kill them. So as the door is secure, I mean, it's bolted, it's locked, it's secure. Jesus appears to them in the middle of the room, in the midst of them all, and says to them, Peace be to you, as my Father has sent me, even so I send you. So, you know, it's pretty amazing you know, he's showing, you know, his power and, and his new abilities uh, to do whatever he wants in, in, this, in this new form that he's in. And then Jesus said to them again, Peace be to you, as my Father has sent me, even so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins you remit, they are remitted to them. And whoever sins you retain, they are retained. But Thomas, being one of the twelve, called twin, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to him, Except I see it in his hands and the prints of the nail, or put my finger into the, into his, in the prints of the nails, or thrust my hand into his side, I will believe not. And after eight days, again, as the disciples were within, they were enclosed in this location, they secured the door, and as Thomas was with them, then came Jesus, the door being shut, so the door being secured, stood in the midst and said to him, Peace be to you. Then he said to Thomas, Reach here your finger, and behold my hands, and reach here your hands, and thrust into my side. Be not faithless, but believing." And Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God. So he instantly confirmed his belief and his faith. He said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. That's you. That's a special message to you across time and space and everything. Because remember, I tell you, Jesus is not bound by a timeline when he's speaking, he's speaking, you know, forth, I mean, at the present and, and the future and the, and the future to come. So he's speaking, you know, 
to us too at this point in time. He's speaking to those people in front of him. He's speaking to the people beyond after after he dies and those group of people. And then us in this present time right now at this very present moment, he's saying that to you. That blessed are they that have not seen and have yet believed. That that is you. That's you. He's he's speaking to you in in time. It's it's totally amazing the power of God when you truly wrap your mind around it. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. So Jesus had uh, completed a lot of miracles. He 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 saved and restored uh, groups of people. He, he's he's done miracles that are. So numerous, it's impossible to write a book about. I mean, we couldn't contain the miracles of Christ in a book. And so we're given samplets of Christ's ability and miracles in our Holy Bible. We're given samples of it. But we're, if we were to write it all down in the book, everything that Christ ever done in, in, in a book, we couldn't fit it. We couldn't put binders on it. I mean, I mean, you couldn't contain the knowledge of Christ in a book. There's just no way that's physically possible. So in our Holy Scripture is the Word of God, and samplets is showing us Christ and His ability and His power. I mean, this is truly amazing. So, like I said, his, we couldn't keep it all. We couldn't write everything down in a book. It'd be the book we couldn't turn the pages because it'd be whole, so heavy with information. Just telling you. But these are written that you might believe that Christ is Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the Living God. And believing you might have life through his name or his authority. And, you know, that's where how we're saved. You know, we're not saved by what we do with our sins if we choose to, you know, like, uh, you know, I shouldn't have that, that, that sinful thing. No, you're, you're, you're missing the picture. Being in that relationship with Christ, loving Christ to the point of absolute washes that sin away out of your life because you don't even have the sin debate in your life if you truly love God, if Christ is truly, if there's a true love in Christ in you, that you you do not want to break Christ's heart, you don't want to bring sin to Christ, well, and that sin question, it, it doesn't even involve in your conversation because the love supersedes it and pushes sin out. So, you, you know, God's not worried about, you know, he, your sin, you know, like, see, I keep thinking it's my sin, you know, I can't, well, if I clean up my sin, if I quit doing this, I quit doing that, then that's going to make me a, a Christian. That doesn't make you a Christian. It makes you a better person by cleaning that sin out of your life. But being a Christian is putting that love in the Christ and not wanting to bring Christ a, a defeat. Because when you take sin into your life, you're, you're defeating Christ's purpose. You're, you're willingly defeating Christ's ability because you want to go the other route and you don't want to hold Christ where he needs to be in, in our lives. So we choose the other road. But man, at, at some point, we got to stop choosing the other road as Christians and start believing what the Word of God says in these Bibles. Woody says that we have life through Christ by his authority. By, by his authority, you know, the... Like I said, if you love Christ so much, that sin question doesn't even come in because you don't. You choose not to sin. You know not to sin. You, you restrain yourself. You self-discipline. You know you don't cuss. You don't speak uh, ill of people. I mean, how can you, you know, talk about the Word of God, share the Word of God with people, and 
use that same mouth to be out there cussing and saying vulgar things and talking nasty and all that other stuff. How can the word of God came out come out of that same place? You know, you're you're if if that's the life that you're leaving, if you're if you're over there telling somebody about the Bible, but then ten minutes later you're cussing up a storm, you know, there's no <laughs> you're, there's nothing in there, man. You, you're you're deceiving yourself because if you if you're out there cussing and doing raising and just cutting loose, you know, you're not restraining yourself. You're making yourself look like a fool. Our personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that's our main objective in our life. How do we form this personal relationship? How do we bring Christ into our life? How do we surrender our aspects of our lives that are all jacked up, they're all messed up, because we did it to ourselves. Nobody done this to us. Except the people that are molesters and chesters and all those guys out there, yeah, they influence people. They mess people up. So yeah, you, if you was uh, abused in some way, somebody might have messed you up. But guess what? You have to lay that aside. You know, bad things happen to good people. Don't take that bad thing and harp on it for continuous for the rest of your life. So you know, so what? So something happened to you in your past. You was abused. You was neglected. You was hated on in the past. Well, if you're still carrying that today, man. You're wasting your time with it because in the, in the eternal aspects of time, you're wasting your time on that. You need to forgive that person, lay that aside, and walk away from it because every day is a new. Every bird sings a new song every day. You don't have to carry that burden anymore. You lay it off to the side. Don't pick it up anymore. Forget about it. Lay it off to the side. You know, I got a thing I call the Christian backpack. And when people do you wrong or screw you over or, or, or mess with you or steal from you or, or cuss you or treat you bad, you take all that negativity, you take all that bad, you put it in your little Christian backpack and you forget about it. And then when you get to heaven and when Christ is going through that melting pot and, and all that, he'll reach inside your little Christian backpack and pull out that wrong and write it. In, for you, and then you'll have that reward in heaven forever. So forgive that person. And and Bible says we're not in this war against people. We're in this war against principalities and powers. Now, see, people are influenced by those powers and principalities. But if you share the word with God with people, then that gives them a shield against those powers and principalities because you're shielded from the, those powers because you're a Christian. That doesn't have an influence on you. But your lost friends and neighbors, yeah, all this wokeness that's going on in the United States, all this systemic racism that they're pushing all in, all this is the lost peoples because they don't have Christ in their life. And there's more and more lost people out there in the world than saved people. And that's what we're seeing. Man, I'll tell you what, it's going to get so bad. And they're gonna, they're, they're, it's going to get so bad. It's going to continue to get bad. It's not going to get any better. Even if we... You know, what we really need is another revival where the whole nation starts going to church, start reading their Bible, start getting understanding before the, uh, curse, uh, the church age ends. Because like I said, this church age, you know, it, it's, it's, the timeline was broken. The church age was inserted. So, you know, the rapture could happen at any point in time. It could happen tomorrow. It could happen now. It could happen at any point in time because it's a, it's it's different than the way the timeline was going. Remember, God broke the timeline, inserted the church age, so he can pull the church age out at any point in time. 
Just remember that. It could be today. It could be tomorrow. My point is that you have to turn your life over to Christ. You have to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You've got to understand Christ. You've got to understand him in a way that you grow to love him. And, and that love will take care of that sin question that you have in your life. And if people have, have burdened you in the past, people have wronged you in the past, or you have been abused, or some bad thing has happened to you in the past, my friend, lay it down. Lay it down. Don't pick it up anymore. Lay it down. Just lay it off to the side or give it to the Lord. You know, because you don't need to carry that no more. You're free. Every day is a new. Become a new person. Become the person that you wanted to be before that thing got in your way. Just because it got in your way, don't let it define the rest of your life. Lay it off to the side. That happened to me. That's in the past. I'm going on with my life. I got a brand new sheet of paper I'm working with. And I'm going to build me a life now. Go on with your life, but put Christ in there because if you don't put Christ in that new life, you're just going to end back up in the same old thing. It's Christ and reading your word. Reading the Bible, is that's how, you, that's how you cleanse your mind is by reading the word of God. Okay, so I probably went off on a little spill there. Sorry about that. Okay, I got the call to action for this week. Uh, please share the podcast with somebody and start your own prayer list, write names of people you love and care about, and keep track of God answers. Okay, I got the prayer of salvation. If you're lost and you found the podcast, here's your chance to turn your life over to God and join God's family. You must live a repentative life, turn from sin and evil, and turn to God, His Son, and the Word, and live a life that God has made for you before the world was ever made. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that my sins separate me from you. I need your forgiveness. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins and God raised you from the dead. I choose today by faith to invite you into my heart to take control of my life, to be my Lord and Savior. I willingly choose to turn from sin and turn to you. Please forgive me of all my sins. Wash me clean. Give me a home in heaven with you. When I die, change me and make me a new person. Help me now to live with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I invite you to live stream church services at South Heights Baptist Church Facebook page. Link is in the description box. If God has placed it on your heart to donate to the church, the link's in the description box, so check out the detailed description box. Okay, that's all I have for today. Remember to say something nice to somebody you don't know because God said we are all strangers too and he loved us so. Your friend in Christ, Dave. Bye.